0: This week, Tulsi Gabbard wakes up against wokeness to go unwoke against her own party. Today, on The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello fellow Americans, this is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. Are you looking for a residential or commercial glass and mirror company that's an industry leader, has more than 30 years of experience, and delivers top-notch craftsmanship with professionalism and integrity? Then you need to call Midwest Glass and Mirror in Stevensville, Michigan. I know Greg personally, and I can assure you he is a man of faith, a patriot, and loves God and country. He is a great example of American small business success due to hard work and an expert craft. Call 269 428 4464 or visit MidwestGlass.com today and ask how they can help you. Again, that's MidwestGlass.com or call 269 428 4464.
1: You're listening to The Grid, the intersection of faith, politics, and commerce, celebrating one year in the podcast continuum. That's one year and 58 episodes. Our mission to help restore America to her founding principles. We are Patriots Promoting Patriots, Believers Promoting the Kingdom of God, and Businessmen Promoting Woke-Free, ESG-Free Business. Happy one-year anniversary to The Grid. Thanks for joining us.
0: Welcome to this week's News and Review. A North Carolina judge sends a veteran to jail for 24 hours for refusing to wear a mask in court. Now, this isn't because this veteran violated the law or violated a local ordinance. No, no such rule existed in this particular case. Only the judge had a personal preference. He required it. This juror had not even been selected yet, and yet the judge sent him to jail. In other news, the FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million, to corroborate his claims in his dossier. Really? And Karine jean pierre in another news flub, claims that real income is up and that gas prices are down. Seriously? Maybe she actually hasn't been to the gas pump lately. Also, in a flub closely tied to this, Biden claims that his son died in Iraq. Yet everyone knows that his son Beau actually died from cancer in the United States. Nike co-founder donated $1 million to a GOP gubernatorial candidate in Oregon. This is big because this is the first time this individual has donated to a Republican cause that I understand. And in labor news, the Labor Department announced on Tuesday that they were unveiling a new proposal that would make it more difficult for companies to classify their workers as independent contractors. This could have major consequences on multiple industries. Also, breaking news this week, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia confirmed that President Joe Biden attempted to coerce them to postpone oil cuts until after the midterms. And they also announced that they had rejected this quid pro quo. Now, what's interesting about this is that Trump was impeached for something similar in Ukraine, where it was said that he was coercing Ukraine to prosecute Hunter Biden for his role in Burisma. But here we actually have a foreign country confirming that, in fact, Biden threatened them if they did not postpone their oil cuts. And Corinne Jean-Pierre also was quoted as saying this week that there will be consequences for this. More to come on this, but pretty scary that we're talking about oil prices and production and supply around the world and it's being used almost solely as a political tool. In CDC news, the CDC director had a quote-unquote a sole parents meeting on school reopening guidance. Turns out it actually featured many left-wing activists, not really a parents-only meeting. Also, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a... Co- Oregon is actually conservative in many areas of that state, and there are two particular counties that are very conservative-leaning, and they are putting on their ballots, they are pushing to secede from Oregon and become part of Idaho. Also, New York Republicans demand that Merrick Garland investigate the Attorney General of New York, Letitia James... Because of a Nikki Haley tax leak, apparently Leticia James is responsible or is aware of leaking tax information that included donors for nonprofits. And last week, I believe we reported about the American Medical Association writing to the DOJ asking the DOJ to prosecute individuals who are speaking out against gender affirming or transgender surgeries and procedures on minors. Well, that's been expanded this week because now the American Medical Association is joined by the Children's Hospital Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics. They all have sent letters to the Justice Department asking for swift action. And finally, if the news couldn't get any crazier, a Virginia state lawmaker is introducing a bill that will make it a crime for parents to not affirm their LGBT child. Just let that sink in for a minute. Do you know the part about scripture where it says in the end times, Children were turned against their parents. Here, we have a state in which the government of that state is willing to assist the children to do exactly that. For this week's news and review, that's a wrap. Sean, welcome to The Grid. It's so glad to be co-hosting together today. Hey, Chris. Good to hear your voice. And in fact, I want to say happy anniversary to you.
1: Yes, man. Happy anniversary indeed.
0: And people are going, happy anniversary of what? What are we celebrating, Sean?
1: We are celebrating the first anniversary of the launch of the grid.
0: Well, if that's the case, then let's just look at a few things. What do these numbers represent? 58.
1: Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Hmm. The number of episodes that we have done, even though we're a weekly podcast.
0: Absolutely. What about the number two?
1: Oh, that would be our second season.
0: I knew you were going to get some of these, but they're going to get harder. The number of several thousand. Oh, downloads. Absolutely. Okay. Over 3,100, right? 3,100, 34, I believe in counting. Excellent. The number 17.
1: Ooh, we talked about this this afternoon. The number of countries where the podcast has been downloaded.
0: That is correct. All right, I'm going to try one more to stump you. The number five.
1: The number five.
0: We didn't talk about this one. I don't know that one. We have a 5.0 star rating on Apple Podcast for those who have rated this podcast. The people who listen like what we have to share. Cool. I did not know that. That's awesome. Sean, I know we could talk about the grid and everything that we've experienced over the last year, but we actually have an important topic and an individual that we need to discuss today. Who are we talking about? Today,
1: we are discussing Tulsi Gabbard.
0: Wait, are, are you talking about the Tulsi Gabbard who actually served in the U.S. House of Representatives from Hawaii's second congressional district from 2013 to 2021?
1: The one and only.
0: Are we talking about the same Tulsi Gabbard who ran on the Democratic ticket in the primary for the presidential nomination leading up to the 2020 election?
1: The one and only.
0: Are we talking about the same Tulsi Gabbard who just sent the Internet afire with her announcement that she's leaving the Democratic Party?
1: She both sent it on fire and set it on fire.
0: Mm, I like that distinction. I say we dive into this and find out why.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Well, Sean, I'm sure I could list a long list of reasons why I think she left the party, but I think it's best to hear it in her own voice. What do you say we just ask her?
1: I think that's another great idea.
0: Okay.
2: Tulsi, can you tell us why you decided to leave the Democratic Party? I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms enshrined in our constitution, and who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police, who protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, Tulsi. We, we appreciate that. That at least gives us a high-level reason. But I think we ought to look at a little deeper than that, Sean. Let's say that you are in the Democratic Party. I'd like to get your view of what your party actually thinks about quite a few things. Can I ask you some of those questions? Fire away. So you're in the Democratic Party. Tell me what your party believes about the rule of law.
1: The What law?
0: Okay, enough said. How do you view people who are staunchly pro-life? They're what?
1: <laughs> uh, they force people to bear children.
0: Oh, that's horrible. Hideous. You're saying like the government is making the decision?
1: Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, I could run with that.
1: Yeah, it's like the latest fad now is forced pregnancy.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. It's interesting. I don't remember the government being involved in the decision to actually engage in the act of procreating. But, hey, I digress. To me, that whole idea of reproductive freedom is really an expert framing of the left, because reproductive freedom has actually always occurred once you have pregnancy. You've done the reproduction part. Now you're trying to decide whether you're going to follow life or whether you're going to follow death. But hey, so (laughs) this one is a a tough one for me. You're in the Democratic Party and you see parents showing up at school boards. How do you view them?
1: Uh, Terrorists. We know what is best for your children. Stay home, sit down, Steakhouse potatoes.
0: Well, okay. So if parents are going and protest the, the school boards, you say they're terrorists. Then what about folks who are protesting the homes of the Supreme Court justices and those neighborhoods that have families in them? I guess they're terrorists too, right? Oh, no, no, no. Party all the time. Party on, man. Party on. Are you saying that's an exercise of free speech?
1: Oh, most most assuredly. We got to exercise our freedom of speech. We got to tell those justices what we think. Bleep.
0: Wait wait a second here. I, I, I guess I'm misunderstanding. I thought it was against federal law to protest in front of a Supreme Court justice's house trying to influence a case. Am I wrong? What law? Okay, maybe I'm wrong. So apparently it is. It's highly illegal for a parent to go to a school board meeting and protest the curriculum that the school may be doing or any kind of other indoctrination. That must be why they're being treated that way. Is that correct? Right.
1: Yeah, that's got to be it.
0: So I, I heard you say censorship. Again, you're in the Democratic Party. How do you feel about the freedom of speech? Censorship. So I actually – I'm not sure we're I'm not sure where to go with that one. I th- actually, I think I disagree with you. I think the Democratic Party is all for freedom of speech. It's the Henry Ford freedom of speech. You can have any speech you want as long, so long as it's ours. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black. All cars are black. So it, it, your party, how do they feel about censorship? Are there times that censorship is good? Uh,
1: well, we need to restrain folks that are saying things I disagree with because that's how we create a safe space.
0: Ah, uh, now I'm with you. So how would you do that? It sounds like that you would create uh I don't know. What was that? What was that term in George Orwell's book 1984? Uh the ministry the um, what was it called?
1: Ministry of disinformation?
0: Uh, I think it was the Ministry of Truth. Oh, right. Yeah. What's truth? Sorry, forgot. It slipped my mind. Well, okay, we keep talking about your party. And It sounds like there's there's just a lot of a lot of freedom there freedom to choose how you can kill your baby freedom to choose when to label people terrorists or not freedom to choose when you may or may not censor someone what about freedom of religion i guess there's freedom there too is there not
1: uh yeah somewhere
0: (laughs) please do tell i'm blank Um, I'm scrambling for something to say. That's because I don't think it exists. <laughs> you could be Googling oh. it right now and you're not going to find anything about freedom of religion in the in the Democratic Party. Uh, oh, right. how silly me. Okay, well, oh. we keep-
1: well, they every once in a while you will have them say something about freedom of worship. Hmm. But that's different. That's different. That's not freedom of religion.
0: Why, why is that different?
1: Well. Freedom of religion is, you know, the Constitution tells us that we have the free exercise. So you exercise your religion, you live it out the way the religion dictates you, live it out. So if you wear something on your head, then you wear something on your head. If you wear something on your hair or you want to read a certain book, you can, but with freedom of worship it's more like you have the freedom to go to a place of worship but keep it to yourself
0: you know it reminds me a little bit of our interview with andrew krapischatz when he talked about his challenge with the company that he was running and the board pulled him aside and what did they tell him they said we are okay with you being a ceo who is a christian we are not okay with you being a christian ceo and I think there, it's, it's, it's exactly what you've said. It's you have the freedom to do what you want on your own time, in your own space, as long as no one else is offended or is aware of it. But the moment you try to live that out, absolutely not. You're going to take a hike.
1: Exactly. You're listening to The Grid, celebrating one year in the podcast continuum. Happy one year anniversary to The Grid. Thanks for joining us.
0: Okay, well, let's move on. We, we, keep, we keep hitting these freedoms, and I, I'm getting a little concerned, Sean, at your party's platform. Um, again, you're a Democrat. What do you think about the right to bear arms?
1: Uh, I think that short sleeves are really good, especially in the summer.
0: That is hilarious. That's ex- that is hilarious. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I think your party has declared an all-out war on firearms. Which I find interesting because the second amendment is right after the first amendment. You know, I can do simple math and the first amendment is free speech, freedom of the press. The second amendment right after that, is it possible that our founding fathers put that so close because they wanted to make sure that the fundamental right of free speech would be protected even by force if necessary? I like to stick with the fashion
1: statement, the right to keep and bear your arms.
0: Okay, well, some some have better arms than others.
1: Short sleeves have it.
0: So what about civil liberties? I'm sure your party is all for every individual being able to live their life out with as little intrusion as possible from the government or its regulations.
1: See, this is where we need bigger jails because these people are getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay, I'm not, I'm not sure where to go with that one. My favorite from this week is where, what was it, the American Medical Association? Some, a couple of different medical organizations suddenly want the Department of Justice to clamp down on people who speak out against trans rights and hospitals and doctors being able to administer transition in terms of medications and surgery. For children so now they're calling on the Department of Justice to
0: become the American Gestapo okay Sean I have to admit so far your party is kind of failing every test I'm gonna keep going at least at least when it comes to race your party is the party of tolerance correct oh we tolerate we tolerate everything man and we tolerate everything but what gets on our nerves and Maybe this is what I should have said. Well, okay, your your party seems to be failing at every turn. Well, let, let's talk at least about racism. At least your party is colorblind and makes no distinction of Americans based on color. Correct? Well,
1: no. I mean, we got to get these white folks to understand that they have what is that? There there's a oh, latent bias. I was going to say subliminal bias. They have latent bias, and and we have to teach the children that they have white privilege if they're white, and we have to teach anybody who's not white that they're victims because that's what critical race theory dictates to us. Hmm.
0: Okay, I'm not getting the answer there either. So what what about women? Certainly, the Democratic Party has always championed women. It has always supported the unique distinction of how God created women and the protections that need to be there for them. And they still continue that today, right? Well,
1: they used to until men started swimming in the ladies' lane.
0: Oh, you know, actually, I actually think that hurts women when they're competing in sports against other men. That doesn't seem right.
1: No, it doesn't. And certain people seem to be quite silent about that issue
0: okay I guess my final my, my final thought is at least they're pro-family and that everything your party does is to support the family right
1: oh well you know we redefined the family a number of years ago so eh, you know whatever wow what difference does it make
0: it shouldn't matter who you love sean i i think you need to leave your party We've talked about the rule of law and freedom of speech and freedom of religion and the right to bear arms and civil liberties and racism, and even gender, such as a woman. Sean, I can't agree with a single part of the platform of your party, at least not from a biblical worldview. Can you tell me again why you're in that party?
1: Mm, that would be that, that 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 it would be hard to explain.
0: Or because I baited you on this podcast and made you take that point of view maybe? Could possibly be, yes. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we gave that example because we know as conservatives we're always gonna be hard on the Democratic Party because we believe they have taken the most extreme positions on every traditional held value that we can imagine. But it's one thing to hear Sean say it. It's another thing to hear me say it. What I want you to do is to hear it directly from Tulsi Gabbard, who was a Democrat before this week's announcement. You don't have to trust me, you don't have to trust Sean. Trust the person who's been a Democrat all of her political life.
2: Let's hear what she has to say. Today's Democratic Party rejects the rule of law. And by weaponizing the security state and federal law enforcement for their own partisan political ambitions, Democrat leaders are undermining the rule of law and turning our democracy into a banana republic. Now, Biden's Department of Justice recently indicted 11 pro-life activists for organizing an event, blockading an abortion clinic. That's what they were charged with. They didn't use physical force. They weren't dangerous. But seven of those 11, they're facing 11 years in prison and fines of $250,000. The Biden administration is labeling these parents as terrorists just for showing up at school board meetings and demanding change. We've got the Biden administration that stood by and did absolutely nothing as activists protested outside the homes of Supreme Court justices during all hours of the day and night in clear violation of federal law. Today's Democratic Party does not believe in our constitutionally protected right to free speech. They try to censor speech that they don't like, labeling it as, hey, this is misinformation, this is hate speech, this is violent speech. Not too long ago, the Biden administration even tried launching their own ministry of truth. Now tell me, how can a political party that is opposed to freedom be trusted with our democracy and our God-given freedoms enshrined in the Constitution? They can't be. Today's Democratic Party does not believe in our constitutionally protected right to freedom of religion. Now, during the 2020 Democratic National Convention, they chose to omit the words under God from our Pledge of Allegiance. We've seen over years how high-profile Democratic leaders openly mock or discriminate against people of faith, especially Christians. Senator Dianne Feinstein derided now Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett who happens to be a devout catholic during her senate confirmation hearing stating quote the dogma lives loudly within you now let's remember the constitution article 6 section 3 says and i quote no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the united states today's democratic party does not believe in our constitutionally protected right to bear arms. The Democratic Party's hatred of the Second Amendment and their increasing authoritarian instincts poses a serious threat to our freedoms. Today's Democratic Party is big brother undermining our civil liberties. And we see a lot of examples of this, whether it's using the IRS to snoop into our bank accounts because we sent someone over $600 on Venmo or the cash app, or supporting the corrupt system of civil asset forfeiture to seize property from law-abiding Americans who've not even been charged with a crime. And if you're one of those people, good luck getting your money or your property back without suing the government. Today's Democratic Party racializes everything and blatantly foments anti-white racism. The Democratic machine has betrayed Dr. Martin Luther King's dream, his dream of a nation where We are judged based on the content of our character rather than the color of our skin. Modern day segregation in schools is being promoted by racial profiteers like Robin DiAngelo and the corrupt self-identified cultural Marxists who lead Black Lives Matter. They have become the racists that they claim to hate. Today's Democratic Party is anti-woman. There's no greater expression of hatred and hostility towards women than to erase the existence of women as a category of people. Now, behind the scenes, behind the curtain, the Biden administration is quietly trying to change Title IX through a backdoor rule change that would actually remove women and biological sex from the Title IX statute. They're even now going so far as to claim that it is sexual harassment to address someone by the wrong pronouns. Today's Democratic Party is undermining families. And because they don't recognize this truth, they want to strip away the rights of parents to raise their kids, claiming, hey, we in the government know what's better for you you and your children and your family better than you do. I don't want to leave you feeling hopeless. Let's remember... The vision that our founders had for this country, the ideals they set forth. I believe in a government that is of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, they stand for a government of, by, and for the powerful elite. So today, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent minded Democrats to join me in taking action, join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that this so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking this country, I invite you to join me.
0: Wow, Sean, that feels like a mic drop to me. Yeah. What's your reaction to that? My initial reaction is
1: that is just textbook wow. She very calmly, very methodically went point by point To describe what it is that she is leaving. Everything was fact-based. Everything was truthful. She's very calm about it. She's passionate about it without being overbearing. And absolutely nothing she said could be refuted by any sane person.
0: You know what my initial thoughts were, Sean? I'm about to. Yes, you are, actually. Every single point that she ran through is exactly the same points that Christian conservatives have been saying for years. The same points that these evil MAGA, extreme MAGA Republicans have been saying, but this time it was a Democrat who actually said it. So I don't know if it means something different to the audience at large, that it didn't come from a traditional conservative, it actually came from a Democrat who no longer recognizes her own party. But that, that's what struck me, is that these are some, th- some of the same things that we've been saying for years
1: that's so true i was thinking this afternoon before i actually heard the full podcast that she did oh she's joined the ranks of podcasting anyway it wouldn't surprise me if she became to the democrat party what trump has become to the republican party the new voice the voice of reason the voice of get it done
0: you know you may be right it certainly makes a lot of sense Sean, before we close today, final thoughts.
1: I just think that what she did was very bold, very daring. And I am so grateful that she did it because you know what? She can sit down with somebody that she knows she disagrees with. And she's not interested in canceling them, but she'll talk to them. And that's what we need to do in this country.
0: So I think the final thing that uh, that I want to share is really in regards to voting, folks. This is a Democrat who was inside the Democratic Party, who served in Congress for quite a few years as a Democrat, telling you that the Democratic Party has this kind of agenda run by these kind of people. A, you have to vote. B, you cannot continue to vote for these kinds of folks and expect to get traditional, biblical worldview type of decisions coming out of Congress. You just can't. We're going to be talking more about voting in some of the upcoming episodes as the election draws near, but you need to understand that this is who this party is. You may have been a Democrat all your life, but the party today is not the party that you grew up in.
1: That is so true.
0: Sean, again, I really appreciate you uh, joining today as a co-host on The Grid. It was great to have you.
1: It was fun. And I realized that We did a mocking segment, but I want to remind folks the prophet Elijah mocked the prophets of Baal. You know what? The prophets of Baal were leading the children of Israel astray. They were leading them into gross darkness. We have got to do everything legal that we can to make sure that the rotten leadership that is taken over and shipwrecking our country is removed and i say everything legal because we cannot stoop to lawlessness to deliver ourselves from lawlessness
0: totally agree we cannot repay evil with evil but overcome evil with good i was just sharing that scripture the other day i think
1: that we need to pray for tulsi right now please do father we thank you for this courageous woman We thank you, Father, that she is speaking the truth as she understands it, that she is speaking out about what's going on in a particular party that is being used to destroy our country. We ask, Father, in Jesus' name that you would protect her, that you would keep her safe. We ask that you would draw her into the kingdom and that people would listen to the voice of reason. And we ask this in Jesus' awesome.
0: Hey, Amen. Thank you, Sean. Tulsi, keep up the good work. Till next time. Visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed.